Can you go easier on yourself? Can you care about yourself? Be grateful for yourself, generous with yourself, civil with yourself, polite when you talk to yourself. Can you be kind to yourself? Well, this week on the podcast, I am talking about the third kryptonite for us people pleasers and perfectionists, and that is kindness, both receiving it externally from others and being nice to ourselves, kind of like people pleasing ourselves. (laughs) So if you've ever been caught in the struggle with your inner critic and you just can't take in a compliment or an appreciation or praise, or if you just can't let yourself off the hook internally, keep listening. I'm going to give you a little gift at the end that I've practiced myself. And when it was given to me, hmm, I didn't think it was going to be as powerful as it was. So tune in, stick around, and let's just all take a collective exhale together, shall we? All right, let's get started. Hey, it's Vicki Smith. Welcome to Power to the Pleasers podcast. Want to start doing things on your terms and finally feel confident just being yourself in relationships? Well, you've landed in the right place. Here we break down your people-pleasing and perfectionistic patterns so you can move from being polite and doing it right to showing up, speaking up, and even laughing it up with people. Not sure it's possible? Well, stick around, friend. I'll show you how. Hey, and welcome to our third in the series of kryptonites for people pleasers and perfectionists. I'm just going to dive in today, okay? Yeah, I don't think you really need to know how I've been doing. I mean, yeah, I've been hanging in there. I hope you guys have been too. So here we are. The third pleaser and perfectionist kryptonite is kindness. Hmm. I didn't really want to do this one. So here we go. (laughs) Throughout this whole episode, you'll understand why I didn't want to do this one. So as a pleaser and a perfectionist, we really push back on kindness. I know for us pleasers, it's, it's actually humorous. It's just like, we apologize when somebody does something nice for us. (laughs) Like, how many times has somebody like even just opening the door for us. It's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm sorry. Like, why do we apologize? And we like hurry through the door. You know, I mean, it's just an act of kindness. And yet we're, ugh, we're so uncomfortable with it. And, you know, I think for pleasers, we believe we're putting people out. And, you know, we're just always worried that, you know, people will think we're selfish or needy or taking advantage or something, whatever twisted mindset we have about receiving kindness from others. And... We absolutely, especially perfectionists, do not know how to be kind to ourselves. We're so tied to the outcome and accomplishments that we fear if we pull back a little and ease up on ourselves that we'll just never get there, wherever there is. So as a pleaser and a perfectionist myself, I am so guilty of these things. I'm actually surprised I haven't been used as a case study somewhere or why a public service announcement marketing firm hasn't reached out and said, we would like for you to be the face of perfectionism and stupidly high expectations. (laughs) 
<laughs> we want people to know the dangers and we're going to put your face on a billboard. <laughs> oh, so what is it about kindness that makes us cringe? And what makes self-compassion and a general sense of friendliness towards ourselves so hard to accept? Well, you know how they say, whoever they is, is that you need to treat yourself and talk to yourself like you would a friend. And that if we shared our inner voices with people or said them out loud, people would be appalled. Well, this actually came true for me recently. I told my husband the things I was expecting myself and how I was pretty upset with myself for not getting to a goal I had set. And I just kept moving the goal like on my to-do list to the next day or the next week or the month. And, you know, I just had this moment where I was just in such a cul-de-sac, such a roundabout. I just kept going over it and over it in my mind and telling him like, this is what's going on inside. And eventually he said, I don't like how you're treating my wife. (laughs) And it was, it was a little cheesy, but it was sweet. And I know that he would take up for me. Like he would probably even push somebody around if they were being that much of an asshole to me as I was being to myself. But honestly, I don't know of anyone who ever, well, yeah, I mean, there are two men from my past that come to mind when I start to say this, but what I was going to say is I don't really have anyone who ever talks to me like that in real life. They've, I have had people in my past that I've said pretty harmful things right to my face. But these are the things I say to myself. And people aren't saying these things to me, you know, at this stage of my life. I say things to myself like, get your shit together. Or what is wrong with you for God's sake? This is one of my favorites. Like, stop getting so distracted. Just focus. Oh my God, you're a three-year-old. What is wrong? Stuff like that. (laughs) That's what I'm used to. And I don't share that to try to elicit any compassion from you because my guess is that you have pretty harsh critic piping up all the time too. And you're like, yep, I'm saying those things to myself as well. But what is the deal with this? Like, why do we sadistically prefer to believe that inner a-hole over a kind inner advocate? Well, I made a little list about receiving kindness from others. That's what I was going to start with first. I'll get to the self-compassion and self-kindness stuff later. (laughs) Now that I say that, that is actually what I do in real life. I put the self-kindness stuff off till later. So... Ha ha, that, uh, that just came to me. Anyway, here is the list. Uh, we aren't used to it. <laughs> we aren't used to receiving kindness from others. We're used to being uh, ignored or not seen or not appreciated. So when someone sees us, it's, it's a shock almost. It's like being around somebody that never cusses and then they say fuck. And you're just like, what? What just happened? <laughs> so we aren't used to it. We don't expect it. As a perfectionist, I tend to move on to the next thing, like the next task. And if someone takes a minute to make me slow down and be grateful for completing that first task and probably doing it well because I am a perfectionist, it's almost like, you know how like when you put your car in drive and you're ready to get going and then your neighbor comes out and wants to talk to you and you just have your foot on the brake the whole time and you're just like, I was kind of in forward moving motion and you stopped me, so... You're kind of getting in my way. That's what I feel like as a perfectionist. If somebody stops me and says, hey, 
good job. I'm kind of like, well, yeah, but that's what I was supposed to do. So let me move on to the next thing. Mm. Okay. The next one is we're not sure how to take it in. Kindness has such a different vibe than criticism. It's soft and it's open and it's, I don't know, it's just different, right? Like, I guess see number one on the list, we're not used to it. <laughs> um, so we're just not sure how to take it in. Uh, we're not sure we can trust kindness. It feels like a setup and like we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. I haven't really reliably banked on kindness. Like, oh, yeah, there it is. I can settle into it <laughs> like a like a chair. I can sit down and know that it will hold me up. No, I haven't really generally banked on kindness, at least with a few people. What I'm used to and what I expect is criticism. And that's just my story. But my story is so freaking similar to other folks that I work with that, yeah, it's a lot of our stories. And what is the common denominator in making that our story? A critical parent. Yes, I had one and that person did a number on me. Kind of trained me to be on the lookout for correction and shame all the time. When this person was kind, like at the holidays when we were supposed to be joyful and jolly, I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that was forced kindness. And so... Now I kind of move through the world according to that metric. Like if there's kindness out there, um, something else is going to come right afterwards, right? So I don't trust it. Also, kindness doesn't fit with the version of ourselves we believe is true. Uh, that feeling of shame that we've lived with and the feeling of shame that has been fueled to so many of us <laughs> to prove the other person wrong or prove ourselves, you know, worthy. For me to be all of a sudden okay, like I'm worthy and I'm seen, like it just doesn't fit with a version of myself that I feel in my bones. Like it's hard to digest that someone is seeing me and appreciating me and being kind to me. It's sad, but it's hard to digest. It's almost like we need to be deprogrammed <laughs> to see that we're not only this one way, you know, trying to catch up, trying to prove ourselves. We're not only that one way, that there really is sun behind the clouds. And this is one reason I love internal family systems, if you've heard me talk about it before, because it just, it lifted clouds for me. It was so eye-opening to make me realize that, yes, I was programmed to be on guard, but I don't actually have to protect the sun behind all those clouds. Anyway, I'll get into more of that later. Okay, here's the next one. And just follow me on this one because I really don't have a great way of describing it yet. But somehow a compliment gets scrambled as another thing to keep up with or another expectation. If you're happy enough with me to compliment me or praise me, then that kicks in in my mind like, oh my gosh, that's the standard I must continue to achieve. Does that make any sense? I hope it does. It's just around the skewed standard of like above average, like the above average is actually the baseline. So <laughs> if you compliment me and it kind of messes with that uh, above average standard that I never reach, but somehow what I've done is okay for you, it kind of shakes me a little bit. It's kind of like, 
the baseline of above average gets shook with any of these kindnesses. I'll say it like that. So I said that internal family family systems helped me see the sun again, right? And it also helped me with this. And this is a kicker for us of why kindness is so hard to take in, our inner critic. And internal family systems helped me learn to see my inner critic as a protector part. It is protecting us, right? It does this in all types of creative ways, but I feel like the critic inside is on our ass because it's trying to help us take into account the external criticism ahead of time, ahead of it actually happening. So if I'm perfect or if I make you smile or I make you feel good because I'm doing the pleasing thing, then I'm going ahead and I'm controlling any potential external criticism or judgment that you're going to give me. And then you have nothing to criticize me for. And somehow I feel like I've won. <laughs> it's, it's backwards, but it feels like it works. So the inner critic thinks by going ahead and telling you stuff that you hope other people won't ever tell you, if it goes ahead and takes that into account and imagines that it's reality, that you will get a chance to escape actually hearing it from another person. But we don't get a chance to escape feeling it. Even if we just say it to ourselves, we still feel the sting. And if we feel like we've escaped hearing it from someone else, that doesn't mean that we've relieved ourselves from the sting of it. It's like if I'm afraid somebody's going to hit me and I go ahead and hit myself (laughs) so I know it's coming and I control it, kind of, sort of, does that mean I don't feel the blow of that hit? No, I feel it. Speaking of feeling, God, I really feel for us. We, we make our lives quite hard. So I'm going to give us a tiny break and I'm going to pull on something that I already said. It is that we aren't solely responsible for our inner critic, okay? It's generally someone else's voice, someone who was influential in our lives and who didn't really know how to work with our kid mind and heart, right? And so they just kind of came down heavy on us. I personally don't really like the fact that even though I'm no longer in a relationship with a person that was pretty shaming to me, that that shame is still alive and well inside, but there is a way to ease the pain of that. And yes, it is kindness and (laughs) self-compassion. It is being a little bit nice to yourself. It's kind of like people-pleasing yourself in a way. (laughs) If you want to think about keeping your people-pleasing going, just do it to yourself now. So here's something I want you to know. Kindness is so uncomfortable to us because of all the things I listed, but also because of vulnerability. We have this thing about avoiding vulnerability. Vulnerability makes us open and our guard is down when we're open. So the thing is, you don't actually have to be hurt by someone to feel vulnerable. Vulnerable is kind of a positive feeling as well, right? If we're open and our guard is down, think about that. That's sort of a positive experience. Imagine you're having a deep, meaningful conversation with someone. That's a form of vulnerability. That's, that's connection, right? Or when you're laughing with someone, 
that's being really open. Or if you're laying in bed with your special person and you're just sharing your dreams for y'all's future together, right? Like that's being vulnerable. That's being open. And those are all positive experiences. Those are soft times, soft experiences, moments when we are in the moment and focused and curious and open. When someone is kind to us, we soften and we open a little and we connect and they get to us and we let them in. It's actually kind of beautiful. (laughs) Kindness can break barriers and dissolve fear and build bridges. And I've got a ton of analogies and metaphors for kindness. But the point is, when we are not on the defensive, we are susceptible to being hurt. And so that's why kindness is a little bit scary. Pleasers and perfectionists have been hurt. I mean, we all have. But for us, pleasers and perfectionists, we got the message early on that how we were was not okay. And that's some shame wrapped in that, right? And so we've done this thing where we've been small and invisible and done exactly what you've wanted us to do. And we've tried to hit all the marks and get there early and (laughs) do all the perfectionist things, right? So that shame that we feel, it's hard. It's hard to have softness come in and be with that shame. But all that hustling we're doing, we're just looking for softness, right? We're just looking for a soft place to land. And that soft place feels like acceptance. And when we get the positive feedback from people, we feel accepted, we feel seen, we feel heard. And that's what it feels like. It feels like an exhale. And it helps us soften. And when we soften and we relax, we like that, right? That's what we're all going for. But then we're also feeling open, right? So it's a little hard. It's a little hard to realize that feeling open and vulnerable can have positive experiences, but it can also mean that we could get hurt, right? Now let's think about being vulnerable and open with ourselves. (laughs) Like why would we feel like we needed to guard against ourselves? Why wouldn't we be okay with being open with ourselves? If it's just us, then what is the harm? Honestly, that's the million dollar question for me. And it's still a mystery. But all I know is that a genuine sense of friendliness towards myself makes things in my life better. And maybe I actually don't have to spend a lot of brain energy figuring it out. Maybe it's just a gift. When I offer myself softness, it relaxes me. It lets me slow down my exhale. And I like being in that space. I like the way I see the world when I'm more open. People don't seem so irritating (laughs) or heavy or draining. And when I treat myself kindly like a friend would and I say things to myself like with my hand on my heart and I say to myself like, I'm sorry that we're going through this right now. Let's go for a walk. I actually feel better. It's not 
a complicated calculus equation, actually. Kindness equals feeling better. Giving myself some grace equals feeling looser in my body. Taking time to appreciate my efforts at the end of the day, even if I didn't get everything done, equals feeling somewhat satisfied. And kindness, it's not a complicated calculus equation that I'm never going to get to. I can actually train myself to be kind. And it has an accumulated effect. Now, at first, I was like so skeptical at the simplicity of this. But I wanted to feel that softness so badly that I said, fuck it, I'm going to try. And I learned about a way to actually like steps I could take. I learned steps I could take through mindfulness meditation. And it's the loving kindness meditation. And here it is. It's four sentences. May I be healthy. May I be safe. May I be happy. May I live with ease. And I, I beefed these up a little bit after I spent some time with it. I made it May I be healthy in mind, body, and spirit? Because I was like, I can accept that. Yeah, I don't want to feel bad. I want to feel healthy. (laughs) May I be safe from inner and outer harm? I was like, okay, I want that too. Like, yeah, all right. I've got my own attention now. May I be happy and feel true joy? Got it, check, want that too. May I have ease in life? I was like, yeah, I definitely want some of that. So loving kindness meditation was a way that I just bypassed figuring this all out and having this be like some mystery I had to like solve. And I just started saying these things over and over to myself, like more than once a day. And I worked with my inner critic through internal family systems And I helped my inner critic see that not everyone was my critical parent. Actually, probably no one was going to hit me in the core of my not enoughness like that person did. So between those two, between internal family systems, working with my inner critic and letting some of those clouds part and the sun come through and working with this loving kindness meditation... Now, like the shock of kindness is less like a taser and it's more just like static electricity (laughs) because I forget about being kind. And every once in a while, I just am like, God, I wish things were easier. And I was like, oh, the fourth sentence, breathe in, slow my exhale, place my hand on my heart. May I have ease in life. (laughs) So. I give you this loving kindness meditation. It's my gift of kindness to you. And it is that simple. And I also let you know that I would love to give you the gift of internal family systems and working with your inner critic. You can find me anywhere in the show notes on the links. And yeah, let's work on easing the burden your inner critic carries. It's not only placing a burden on you by being so harsh to you, but it also has a job of trying to get you out of any external criticism. And that's a heavy weighted job and not a lot of, 
not a lot of us are thanking our inner critics for how much it works for us. So I will give you the gift of kindness through internal family systems as well. Reach out and let's talk because I don't want you to be hustling and striving and proving and guarding all the time. And I want you to know that vulnerability and being open and soft, that's like the other half of life, right? We don't have to guard so much. We don't have to try so hard. It really can be feeling the exhale in our bodies, feeling our shoulders come down from our ears, feeling our belly soften, our jaw relax. Mm. We really can give the gift of kindness to ourselves. And then it spreads and people aren't so annoying. I'd love to give you that gift too. (laughs) All right. Hit me up. Let me know how this goes. Email me. Send me something on Instagram, whatever you want. And I'm here for you if you want to expand on any mindfulness exercises or you want to learn more about internal family systems. Okay, be well, friends. Hey, thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about me and how I work, please go to www.powertothepleasers.com. And if you want to get even more special attention, get on the mailing list. It's not fluff. It's not going to waste your time. It's always intentional and educational. So I'll see you there. Later.